Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here again with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers. You know our, you know, we say we want to take our sound theology and bring it to the streets. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been bringing it to the streets in India, and we're still here. Um, we're here, still here with Pastor uh, Michael Teddy and Ashok Mohan from Redemption Hill Church in India. And if we don't finish today, I don't think these guys are going to ever pick up a phone if I call them or Skype them or... Uh, what, what is it? Zoom? <laughs> if I zoom them or something, but so I got to get right into it because between the three of us, we're pretty long winded. And, um, so I want to, one thing that I, I, I wanted to do is before we get to a controversial question, I always got to leave the controversial, controversial questions from one pastor to another. And I want to, uh, let Michael expound on that, but Ashok Mahoon is, and I'm, and I'm going to ask Ashok to say his whole name perfectly, so we can know it, because um, I know I'm, I'm messing it up. I'm trying my best, but um, Ashok comes from a, a background, a religious background that I want him to expound on, and how God is navigated through this in his life. So, Ashok, I, I'm just going to turn it over to you. Um, and then we'll get to Mike, but maybe you can tell us, tell us about what religion or where you have come from and, and where your family might be at at this point. Is that, is that okay? Yes, Pastor. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so my name is Ashok Mohanakumar. That's how it is pronounced. And there are syllables in there that my American friends can't pronounce. That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, he put uh, me right on front street up past the Michael seat. <laughs> Yeah. So all my American friends call me, uh, or uh, you know, uh, the friends uh, from West call me Ishok. Uh, that's how the uh, syllables line up for them. And uh, so, yeah. So I come from a Hindu background. My uh, my family is Hindu, and I am the only one who is a Christian from uh, my um, my family. And I have been a Christian for now nine years. Yeah, I became a Christian back in two thousand twelve. And it's it's been nine years as a Christian, and uh, yeah. So, though I come from a Hindu background, I would have uh, probably called me called myself more of a New Age spiritualist. Um, I was more into uh, uh, the, the uh, meditation chakras and uh, yoga, that kind of a uh, you know that kind of a worldview. That was what I was uh, interested in. I, I would say that from as far as I can remember. Um, from the time I had, uh, I could think, I, I remember uh, thinking about uh, religion and trying to know what is the truth behind God and I've always been a seeker from as long as I can remember. And uh, in fact, I remember this particular prayer that I, I prayed when I was in fifth grade that for some reason has always stuck in my mind. I, I prayed this prayer uh, when I was praying, uh, facing idols, I was praying as a Hindu that I would pray, um, I am praying, though I am looking at the idols, 
I want to know God that I am praying to you and if there is a truth I want to know it one day uh, whichever religion it is whatever it is uh, uh, I would like to know that and um, in God's providence I, I, I like to believe that uh, though God had no reason to he, he heard that prayer uh, right like uh, years later it was in 2012 when I was doing the first year of my college uh, that I came to know about the gospel through a student counsellor um, a student counsellor who um, uh, well it was not a counselling session but uh, we were just friends I was just talking to him and I was sharing my worldview with him and he was sharing his worldview with him and he shared the gospel for the first time and it was beautiful That's uh, and I in fact I remember it was initially when I was talking to him I just wanted to disprove his worldview uh, but then the, the logical aspect of the whole, whole worldview was just airtight and I, I, uh, so I've always loved logic. I've always uh, uh, loved reasoning and logic and apologetics and uh, all of those things. So, uh, so when it was that logical, at least at that point, I wouldn't say it was much of heart, but much more, more, more of brain that was really drawn to this worldview and wanted to uh, know more about it. And uh, this brother, uh, the student counselor who was a Christian, who was a believer, born again believer, he asked me one day, why not try praying in the name of Jesus Christ? And I remember going back to my dorm room and just to disprove his worldview, I wanted to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And I prayed in the name of Jesus Christ and I couldn't stop praying. It was delightful. Praise and, the Lord. And this went on for three days where all I could do was pray. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink. I just wanted to sit and pray and pray and pray and pray. And it seemed delightful. And after three days, I remember going back to his room and asking him, I do not know what has happened to me. Uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is God. Uh, so it's as simple wow. as that God impressed this truth uh, in my heart. And I came to believe in uh, Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I would say that I'm a logician by default. But then what brought me to faith was not so much so logic as much as God uh, in, uh, bringing delight in my heart or in, in prayer. So it was an emotional thing at that point. Now, uh, of course, I, uh, you know, the logic is airtight, but uh, still God worked in my heart in that way. And that's how I came to uh, Christian faith. And uh, yeah, so uh, that is my testimony. <laughs> yeah, Ashok, just one other question before we get to the uh, uh, more uh, challenging thing that I want to talk about with, with uh, uh, Pastor Michael. Um, Ashok, so what about... How does your family deal with this, and 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 is that is that been a um, a challenge? Um, uh, of sorts, yes. <laughs> I've uh, uh, by God's grace, I've had very uh, loving parents, and uh, they uh, they we have had our differences, and uh, um, we have had the uh, conversations and everything. But then, yeah, we have had those ups and downs, and it's something that is still a work in progress. Crazy. Yeah, but then I, I maintain good relationship with them and uh, even even when we have had those lows, we have always tried to work things back. Um, so yeah, I would say it's as much of a, uh, it's a lot of work in progress. Yeah, yeah. praise the Lord. And, and I think, you know, we need to, as Christians, we need to have dialogue. If, if, if we don't hear people, they'll never hear us, you know, I mean, so thank you so much for that. Well, I uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to Pastor Michael now, and um, so as as you know, this is our third time together, and we know that Pastor Michael and 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 Redemption Hill Church are uh, reformed in their faith, 
obviously. But um, and usually, um, well, I'll give you a term that Alice the Beg said. He said, too much knowledge puffs up and too much spirit blows up. Right. So um, in, in my conversations with Pastor Michael and Ashuk, they are reformed in their faith, uh, but they the church practices or believes in spiritual gifts. And we call that continuationism. And I want Pastor Michael to expound on that over against what's most reformed folks would be uh, cessationist. And those terms are loaded. Uh, that's why I'm going to take that ball, Ashok, and I'm going to throw it right into your pastor's hands. And we're going to have him um, explain all that to us. And we're just going to sit back and and uh, enjoy this uh, conversation, which I think, which I think is very, very, very important. Pastor Michael, please help us understand these terms rightly. Yeah. Um, so rightly, as you said, um, continuationism, as the word suggests, basically uh, is a position that believes that this gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially what we say gifts, we are talking about the manifestable gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, or the signed gifts, as they call it, which would be the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, um, you know, the gift of interpretation of tongues, things like that, or gift of visions. Um, we believe, a continuationist believes that they continue in the church today, whereas a cessationist believes that these gifts have ceased uh, since the Bible is now complete, the canon is complete. And we have from Genesis to Revelation 66 books, and we have no need of these gifts anymore. And so those are the two specific views on, on this. And a lot of theologians disagree on it. Uh, so off the bat, I think the first thing that we must recognize is that um, this is a secondary doctrine issue. Uh, where this is not something uh, that, that um, you know, disconnects us from ever being able to fellowship with each other, even if we disagree on the subject. But having said that, it is still a very important subject because if the gifts of the Holy Spirit actually do continue, you have to think about the ramifications of having to um, resist that uh, as cessationists. So the real question is, do, do gifts continue or not? Um, we are persuaded primarily by scripture. As a church, we have done everything that way. Since uh, the very beginning of our church, the one thing we have stuck to is expository preaching and the learning of the word of God, uh, because we believe that the Bible is at the center of all Christian faith and practice. Amen. Um, and the Bible clearly informs to us about the nature, the specificity of all these gifts uh, very clearly in Scripture. There is no reason for us um, from Scripture alone to believe that these gifts have ceased. Um, it's just not there in the Bible at all. In fact, there's, on the contrary, there's a lot indicating that it, it is continuing. Um, so that, that definitely is something that, uh, that we do have. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I, I keep, I keep putting it, putting it this way, where I keep saying that a lot of my brothers who hold to a cessationist viewpoint, who are reformed, I mean, 
look, I love their passion for the word of God. And usually what happens is they tell me they don't believe that the gifts do continue because of sola scriptura, right? They believe that scripture alone matters. And if we stick to scripture alone, we cannot believe that the gifts continue or the gifts ex exist or we cannot believe in prophecy. And that's where I have my issue because that's the only scriptural word they have on the issue as far as I can see. Because if I stick to scripture alone, it tells me a lot about the gifts that I can believe and I can practice and I can and I can do. So as, as a church, we believe that the gifts do continue because we are persuaded primarily by scripture. Now, the, the natural question is then why are they cessationists? If you're saying that the scripture naturally teaches that, why would there be theologians who disagree with you? Well, because there has been such a misuse of spiritual gifts uh, in a lot Amen. of these arenas Amen. of tele-evangelism, it's just absurd behavior. It's all sorts of odd things that when they look at that, they say, okay, this is just evil. This is to the point that this is just demonic. And there is, there has been built up such a kind of repulsion against that kind of a manifestation uh, that people don't even want to engage in the possibility of it being there. So I, I, I call this reactionary theology. It, it's not something that you learn out of scripture, but it is something that, that they react to seeing all the misuse of it. Um, so I, I also argue it this way. I am a Calvinist, um, not because I read the five points of Calvinism. In fact, I share the story where uh, when the major points of Calvinism were introduced to me, I wasn't shocked. I was I wasn't shocked, shell-shocked that all the, I've never heard of these things because suddenly I was like, hey, that sounds very biblical, right? And the more I began to study them, I was persuaded by scripture. And uh, you take a man, you give him the Bible and he reads it and the Holy Spirit begins to guide him. I believe he will lean closer and closer to a reformed doctrinal position without having reformed teachings taught to him. Of course, Amen. he may not know Amen. the words called Calvinism or the words called, uh, you know, uh, election, uh, you know, the doctrine of election or put it that way. But hey, they hey, will Pastor definitely Michael, know Just that. one second. I was just thinking when you would say that Calvin must be, I could just imagine Calvin's telling Lord, I don't know why they're using my name like that. I have no idea, <laughs> but please go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so I remember, I remember once when my uncle was asked the question, are you a Calvinist? And he responded, I am a biblicist. Hey, praise yeah. the Lord. <laughs> Me too. Amen. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So, so, so essentially if we go, if we stick to the Bible, I, I think we're pretty safe. And uh, a lot of people are wary about using uh, or believing in gifts or exercising them within the context of the church because of all this misuse, um, you know. And so we've got, you know, so we've got the cessationist on one end and we've got these hyper charismatics on the other end. And kind of the issue is both of them seem to be on, you know, opposite sides of the river. And when they look on either side, they can just see each other. They can't see us stuck on the boat in the middle, you know. So we've, we, when we planted the church, it was, uh, it was kind of sad, but it was also kind of funny uh, because when we planted the church, we had uh, cessationist brothers 
or cessationist churches who are afraid to associate with us because we believe in the gifts, right? And so they think that we are we are hyper charismatic or we are on the other extreme end of it. And on the other end, we have churches that are extremely charismatic who look at us and see that we are word driven and are afraid afraid to associate with us. So, so from either end, they can only see the other two extremes, so to speak. And I constantly keep saying, stop doing that. You know, I think it was also in our discussion. Uh, so the, the common argument we hear from both sides of the plate is uh, we've got our charis hyper charismatic brothers who keep telling us, you know, you need to let the Holy Spirit work. You need to be more spiritual. You need to lean into the Holy Spirit and not just on doctrine and intelligence and all of those kind of things. You need to lean into the Holy Spirit and actually let God work. Whereas on the other end, we have got brothers who tell us that, look, you shouldn't just go after these you know, spiritual gifts and spiritual things like that. You need to be more word driven. You're not word driven enough. You're not driven by scripture enough. And these are the two things that you constantly keep hearing, at least in our context, it is. And so I have had several sermons, articles, things I've written, where I just take a step back and say, okay, here's the odd thing. They both seem to be separating spirit from scripture. And, I, and here I am thinking they're inseparable. And yeah, they are. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, Michael, uh, Pastor Michael, let me just read this. Uh, um, uh, we're, Ashok, we put him on the spot today, buddy. Uh, so let me let me just read this uh, set of scriptures here. So first of all, and and we're at fifteen minutes already, but so I want to we got to end with this. Um, first of all, I don't think something if something's real, why does it have to be counterfeited, right? I mean, so what you're saying is there's this counterfeit, there's this hyper misuse of the gifts. If something wasn't real, why do you need a counterfeit, right? That's a fair that's yeah. a fair statement. Yes, yes, I believe so. So, so this so this in, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says this. Um, so we're gonna put the we're gonna put the pastor on the spot here. Uh, from one pastor to the next, I'm gonna pass the baton. Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. Now, we know some brothers say when the perfect comes would be the scripture, but I just don't see that in the context. Maybe you can you can help me out with that. I see basically when the perfect come would be the second coming of Christ, but maybe you can um, you can expound on that. Right. Um in, you know, which is true, which is which is what a lot of, you know, I know cessationists who say that, but uh, sound cessationists do not believe that the perfect refers to scripture. Right. Uh, because there is there is really no exegetical evidence or exegetical proof that you can have that that's what it means. Because the natural reading of the text seems to suggest that it is when Jesus returns, when everything uh, shall pass. Now, the interesting thing is, let us assume the argument that the perfect is referring to the canon of Scripture, that it was complete. The issue we have is, along with prophecy that passes away, there is also knowledge that passes away. Yeah, we'd be in and trouble. And we don't, yeah, <laughs> we don't believe knowledge has passed away. And 
if if we continued in that context to the end of it what we actually do see is that even faith and hope are things if if we held to the passing away of the gift of prophecy we would have to hold to the passing away of faith and the passing away of hope and because of the continuity of these things we know for a fact that these gifts do continue on for us so exegetically rightly like you said we don't see a reason here to believe that these gifts have ceased hey, uh, pastor, in the text pastor michael listen i see my brother ashok i you know he you you know you're getting in this conversation buddy so you <laughs> I, you got to see him he's like he's like this I, obviously they can't see us on the radio but but he's like Amen. Okay, go ahead, Ashok. We want to hear from you. You know I want to hear from you. Oh, um, so I, I don't know where to even start with this topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what he's going to say? Oh, I disagree with Pastor Mike. No, you're gonna, <laughs> we're going to put you on the spot, buddy. <laughs> oh, no, I was about to say, I know both cessationists and continuationists who live as though uh, faith and hope have ceased. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good, that was a nice day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah absolute cessationist uh, but yeah everything that uh, mike said i was just joyful just listening to a good exegesis it, it is um, uh, it is interesting that i've seen panels on cessationism and continuationism uh, and very little scripture being discussed right we yeah, michael was mentioning that last night yeah yeah let's uh, we believe in sola scriptura now let's not quote any single verse from the scripture let's just go to uh, just uh, talk about tradition and uh, use history of the church to say how and uh, anecdotes and uh, say where are the gifts today show me a miracle that is not how we biblically um uh, you know uh, argue uh, and uh, hash out things uh, yeah it's been uh, really surprising when it uh, comes to even sound um, you know sound cessationists as in sound godly men who would be very good at dealing with the text and exegesis uh, uh, what I've seen is when it comes to the t topic of cessationism, a lot of it is just simply tradition. It's passed down tradition and very little exegesis. So um, I have a book here. I want to, let me see if I can get it up. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is a book by D.A. Carson, Pastor Michael. It's showing the spirit of theological exposition of 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Ashok, I'm sure I already know Ashok's got this. You got this book, right, Mr. Ashok? Um, actually, I don't. <laughs> no, go, man. That's the mic. What the heck? Michael, you have I, it? Uh, I think so. I think I have it on my Kindle. Okay. Uh, well, we got we to gotta get Ashok a copy. I, you know, I, I've had it. Okay. So, Ashok, listen. Remember when you told me you keep book. So I've had this on my shelf for a while. I've I've read it a little bit, but um, I'm going to read it now because uh, Pastor Michael challenged me to read this. So you see, I took it off my bookshelf, Pastor Mike. I'm trying to show you in your picture. You see it right? There? Yeah, yeah, we see it. <laughs> so I took it down. Um, listen, this has been great. I mean, we're at 21 minutes. I already know if I ask them to stay another 20 minutes, they'll you know, they're going to just say their internet connection went out. Um, but what I do want to do, I want to say this first, because then I want uh, our, our brothers here just have a, a couple of minutes each for a closing thought. Um, Pastor Gromali at Gmail, you know, whether somebody wants to donate a material or something, you know, these brothers are a small church. They're a solid church. 
They love the Lord. They've been a blessing to, to us, to this church here. We, I love these guys, man. I tell you, I, I can, we can, if it was up to me, we can do another three hours of this. But the only problem is uh, my wife probably wants me home to eat. We need some food. But anything that you want to do for these brothers, even pray for them. Pastor Gromaldi at Gmail, send me an email. Reach me out. You guys got my number and call the church, whatever we can do for them. But so what I want to do now in the last, oh, man, we got about four minutes. I'll start with Ashu. Anything you want to say? Uh, and then we'll give it to Mike. And then we got to close because we're, we're running out of time. Ashu, please. Yeah. Uh, so um, as a uh, with regard to the last topic or um, in general about prayer requests and such. Am I supposed to summarize it? In, uh, no, no, Ashok, just like a closing thought. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think uh, uh, I we would really appreciate as a, a church prayers and uh, we would really appreciate um, especially our prayers for our country uh, with, uh, with the second wave of COVID and we are being hit hard. Uh, there's news of missionaries and godly men and women and pastors uh, dying as well. And it is... Uh, I pray that uh, God raises godly shepherds and uh, leadership. Actually, uh, one of the uh, famous uh, seminaries in uh, South India had has uh, gone through the data and predicted a big crisis of leadership come, about to come in India uh, because a lot of pastors and elders and uh, people such as that have passed away uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, so we would uh, encourage, uh, encourage and uh, we would really love it if uh, as brothers you and sisters in faith you prayed for our country our church our and more godly um, uh, resources and materials come down to india and more godly churches are built and even in spite of the uh, um, uh, pandemic and how uh, how sad it is whatever is happening that god would bring something good out of that nevertheless that God would uh, still use this time uh, to spread the gospel message and to raise godly men and women across the country. So that would be um, my prayer request. Uh, Pastor Michael, in closing. Yeah, I mean, it was just a joy to be able to do these sessions with you, Pastor. And um, I think conversations like this are so encouraging. Um, looking back at uh, just, uh, you know, we used to want to listen to such conversations so my prayer is that there are people out there who are going to listen to this even in India who could be benefited and encouraged through the discussions we're having. I just want to uh, say how thankful we are uh, that we have brothers and sisters across the world who are praying for us. We are praying for all of you. We are thinking, for, thinking about all of you. As Ashok said, um, for our church specifically, for me specifically, uh, for Ashok specifically, pray for us because... Yeah, uh, you know, we, we we're not guys who've got it all, you know, kind of a thing. We are we are guys who's who are still learning a lot, and God is teaching us a lot. We just have people who need the gospel, right? And in India, we feel as though we are we are you know we're at ground zero. This is the place that we need to be, and the gospel to spread. And so, your prayers are the most effective powerful gifts you can give us to pray that God will enable us, strengthen us, and also to just get to know people like you, Pastor, and to uh, your church and uh, to fellowship across like this. Uh, it's just a joy. And so I just want to thank God for this time that he gave us to spend together. And I just pray we'll have many more sessions like this and we're up for it. 
anytime you want us to do this however long we're ready for it so ashok i got him on tape i got him on tape anytime <laughs> i want and even though we got an 11 was it 10 11 and a half hour difference or something like that um listen yeah. i am these brothers are coming back um we love them and i honor them they are this has been a blessing to uh to me uh again pastor dominic romaldi street talk theology and i promise we will have these brothers back and we'll and we'll get uh, we'll get pastor mike and ashok and we'll get them we'll get them in some um some good theological discussions we'll uh so send me some questions i know they'll be they'll be dying to answer them again street talk theology pastor dominic romaldi we take theology and bring it to the streets in jesus name amen Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Music